Welcome to another episode of the Thriving Mom podcast. Today, we're talking about five simple ways you can let go of stress without losing your mind. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Thriving Mom podcast, where we invite mothers and mothers at heart to think outside the conventional beliefs about motherhood, nutrition, and raising healthy kids. I'm your host, Uime Oguta, recovering perfectionist and non-diet nutrition counselor, on a mission to help smart women like you find food and body freedom through intuitive eating, self-care, and mindful practices that will leave you kicking balance to the curb, stop surviving, and start thriving in the beautiful chaos that is motherhood. Are you ready, mama? Let's journey together. Welcome back, friends. I'm so glad you're able to join me today. If you're new here, my name is Uime, and I'm here to help you take your life back from diets, food fears, and stress so that you can have the mental space to live out your life's purpose. And if you have kids and mealtime struggles with them as well. So welcome. I'm so glad to have you here. For my longtime listeners, thank you so much for joining me once again. I hear from so many of you about how the podcast is really helping, and it makes me so happy to know that I'm able to support you. You guys are the real MVPs. So it's April... April is Stress Awareness Month, and my mission with this podcast is to help simplify motherhood so that your life feels less stressed. So throughout this month, I'll be chatting about how you can manage your mindset when it comes to things that stress you out, especially our moms. Things like stress eating, money, diastasis recti, also known as DR. So if you're yet to subscribe to the podcast, how about you go ahead and do that now? Then you'll know when those episodes drop. Today, I'm sharing the ways that I manage stress or the five ways that I've managed to keep stress under control because I know I shared my story about being misdiagnosed with IBS and I really had to work hard to make sure that I neutralize and reduce stress in my life. So everything I'm sharing with you today, I do in some form or in one way or another, hoping it'll inspire you, take what you want, do what you think would work for you, apply it, rinse, repeat, ignore what else doesn't apply. Again, we're all different people and I really just want to say this, you do you and what works in your circumstance. First, I'm going to talk a little bit about what stress means. I'll share the five ways with you. And towards the end, I'm going to tell you how I apply all of that in my life. Enjoy. And just as a disclaimer, what I'm sharing today is for informational purposes only. Please check with your healthcare provider if you're experiencing any concerns with your health or you want to make changes to your health. All right, let's dive into this. What is stress? Stress is a feeling of emotional and physical tension. So pretty much it's your body's way of responding to any kind of demand or threat. And although we've come a long way, so many of us see stress as this negative thing. Not all stress is bad. In fact, stress can serve to motivate you to take action. So think about when you put your hand on a hot stove, what happens? You take it off quickly. What about preparing for an interview? Stress can be a motivator for you to do that so you don't go to the interview and screw up. So when you feel threatened, your nervous system usually will respond by releasing a flood of hormones, mostly adrenaline and cortisol, which get you ready 
to run or fight, commonly known as flight or flee. So your heart will beat faster, muscles tighten, maybe your blood pressure rises, your senses become really sharp because they're getting you ready to survive. And this is helpful if you're in any form of life or death situation. Now, where a lot of us run into trouble is that our nervous systems, <laughs> they're not very good at distinguishing between emotional and physical threats. So for so many of us who are moms, we tend to be super stressed over food. We tend to be super stressed over our bodies, taking care of kids. And of course, a lot of us struggle with self-critical thoughts. Our bodies just react as strongly as if we're facing a life or death situation. So if you find that you tend to get stressed out frequently, your body is constantly on alert to help you escape danger, which could actually lead to serious health problems. And that's why I think that this is such an important thing because chronic stress tends to disrupt every system in your body. From suppressing your immune system, it could lead to issues with your digestive and reproductive systems and increase your risk for heart attack, make you more vulnerable to things like anxiety and depression. So for me, I talk at length about my issue with stress in episode one of this podcast. I suffered a blow to my digestive system and that's what led to me being misdiagnosed with IBS. The only way I could heal myself was to manage the stress in my life. So if this episode resonates with you, I want you to know that you're not alone. And I hope what I shared today will help you to take a look at your own unique circumstance and do what works for you so that you can minimize the impact of stress on your health. Now, I'm a big believer in making small intentional choices. So I'm just going to share five things that you could do that would help you get closer to living a less stressful life. First off, managing stress starts with managing your mind. Our mindsets affect everything that we do. The thoughts that we have about things, they impact everything that we do. They cause emotions in our bodies and that is what leads our actions. And that's how we get results. So you need to remember that stress affects everyone. But what are the thoughts that you have about everyday things that you do? Things like looking after your kids. Things like cooking or even just food that you look at. What about eating? What about going to work? If your thoughts about those things are always negative, and of course you have self-critical thoughts, then you're inadvertently causing a stress response in your body. For me, a common stressor that I used to have was meal planning. I never knew where to start from. And just the thought of making one used to paralyze me. I actually had to take a step back because I really wanted to meal plan. And my reason for meal planning was I did not like the brain power and stress it caused when it was dinner time. So I wanted to save my own energy and respond to the what's for dinner question once and for all. Now meal planning doesn't stress me out. It's something I don't mind doing. Do I do it all the time? Absolutely not. But the emotional tension I used to feel is no longer there. So if you struggle with things that you want to do or the things that are just part of your everyday life and you tend to see those negatively or you have negative thoughts about those, perhaps it's time to start thinking differently about that. Oh, and if you struggle with meal planning, please send me a DM on Instagram or Facebook let me know what your biggest struggle is with meal planning. So again, how could you think about the everyday things that you're doing that are just part of your mom life? Number two, prioritize by naming what is important to you. Everything cannot be a priority to you. 
And I love this quote by Gar Reynolds. It says, if everything is important, then nothing is important. If everything is a priority, then nothing is a priority. Think about the things that really mean much to you and your family in your current season of life. We're in this pandemic time where everyone is stressed out, everyone's just tired and overwhelmed. What is the thing that matters to you and your family? Focus on that, give it your time and energy and just leave the rest. It'll take care of itself. Number three, identify your stress triggers and find ways to limit them. (laughs) And no, children and spouses don't count. By identifying your stressors, you'll have a better awareness of the situations or people that tend to stress you out. Perhaps they don't align with your own values. So then you can slowly start to trim those out. You want to actively pursue eliminating and reducing your interaction with the things that trigger your stress. You can't have it all and that's okay. So for instance, if there's a girlfriend who's constantly stressing you out, she's always talking about your weight or what you're eating, maybe it's time for you to walk away from that friendship. For a while, see how things go. No one deserves to be treated that way, especially not you. The next tip is just about completing the stress cycle. And this is a big one. We need to complete the stress cycle and bring safety back to our bodies. Emotions are signals that go through our bodies. So you can call them vibrations that need a way out. And that's why it's very important to recognize and process them. Completing the stress cycle is going to help to bring safety back to your body. What does that look like? If you check on YouTube, look for, I don't know, some nature movies or nature shows Especially those ones where there's a predator and a prey. Trust me, this is going somewhere. For instance, where you have like a gazelle being chased by a lion. You'll notice that once they escape, they may fall down. They may shiver or tremble or shake their heads. That is them completing the stress cycle. Another example is a woman who delivers a baby. Once she delivers her baby, most women would shiver They probably cry or heave very heavily. These are ways that our bodies naturally respond to stress to help us live, to help us bring that safety back. The issue that a lot of us struggle with is that we're constantly on the go. And even though many of us don't experience extreme situations of stress around us daily, we're not really engaging in behaviors that remind our bodies that we're safe and that we can relax. So our bodies being these smart machines that they are just keep doing what they need to help us move on. Meanwhile, a lot of us are walking around with elevated levels of cortisol in our bodies. We need to complete the stress cycle. So here are three things that you can do. Number one is breathing. It's free. You can do it anywhere. You see, what a lot of us do when we're stressed out is that we hold our breath and sometimes we don't even know we're doing it. We forget to breathe. So we have to remember that deep breathing will help us focus in the moment and remind ourselves that we are safe. Episode 16 of the podcast, I believe where we talk about the gift of emotional eating, that was my episode with my mentor, Stephanie Dodier. So you can check out that episode. I'll put a link in the show notes. Another way you can observe deep breathing is if you have young kids, just watch them while they're sleeping and you'll notice what I'm talking about. Please just try not to make it creepy though. 
but deep focused breathing for a few minutes really makes a difference. The second way you can bring safety back is to vent. Now, when you're stressed out, a lot of emotions may come up for you. And those emotions, those vibrations, they need somewhere to go. I recommend they go out of your body. So in order to do that, you need to engage in any activity that will help you release that pent-up energy. It's like opening up the release valve of a pressure cooker to let the steam out. So you can run, you can dance, you can jump, you can wiggle around, shake things up, laugh, like really deep laugh, the kind that, you know, makes you want to pee in your pants. That's the kind of laughter. You want something really extreme like that. For some of us, we can vent by crying. And I know crying is really tough for moms, especially because we don't want our kids to see us crying because then we feel like we're weak. But crying actually does a lot for us. And when you cry in front of your kids, it helps them to see that you're also human. Perhaps they might have some empathy for you and know that they also have to chip in and help out so that you're not struggling. Now, the third thing you can do to complete that stress cycle and bring safety back to your body is just engaging in positive human interactions. And one of the most effective ways to do this is through a 20-second hug. Research shows that oxytocin, which is our you know social bonding hormone, is released during 20-second hugs, and they can effectively lower your blood pressure and reduce the stress hormone. Usually, this is also released once a mom has a baby. So you'll find that in those moments where they tell you to put the baby on your chest, oxytocin gets released as well to help you bond with the baby. Now, this is one I'm still struggling with (laughs) because I'm naturally not a hugger, but God, with his great sense of humor, gave me kids who love to hug. So I'm really learning and moving past myself when it comes to this, and I've seen how it's really helped. One of my kids really loves to get a hug when she's stressed out, even the littlest thing. So she'll always come to me when she's feeling stressed or she's just exhausted She wants that hug and I'm learning to be okay with it. I'm even offering before she reaches out to me because I see how it really helps her relax. And most times there's nothing like any sort of deep look in your eyes type of moment. It's just like, I need a hug, get your hug and off she goes, like nothing happened. So again, you can engage in a 20 second hug, might be weird, might feel uncomfortable, but it'll do you good. All right, so the last thing to do to manage stress is just pretty much asking for help. Asking for help is not a sign of weakness. It is a smart and kind decision. Trust me, your body will thank you for it. Your family members will thank you for it. And you'll be so much better off when you've learned to ask for help unapologetically. You know you need help, you ask. And when you ask, Be clear on what you expect. You may not always get it exactly, but as long as you tell people what you want, not expecting them to know it automatically, your family wants you to succeed. So if you tell them what you need, they will do their best to support you. Now, I said I was going to share how I apply these in my life. So here goes. For me, there's no scheduling or planning any of these because I'm prone to having perfectionism creep into things so what I've done instead is set the intention to check in with myself daily and also see how I'm managing stress first of all I've learned to manage my mind about what those daily responsibilities 
are that I have as a mom. So I've learned to name what matters in every season. There are some things that we don't do. Number one, sports. We pick one sport that my kids are involved in per session or whatever. We do one extracurricular activity per school year. So you pick one, we do that, we go all in, and we're done. Then the next time, we pick another one. That's how I manage that. Name what matters in the season, and also just make sure that I'm staying conscious. I've also been very ruthless in editing and removing stressors from my life. And that includes people who tend to bring toxic energy my way. So gossiping or just being angry at other people. I've been really good and I'm even getting better at shutting those kinds of conversations down because first of all, it's not productive. And secondly, I really don't have the time. So this is not about thinking that I'm better than everyone else. It's just I'm one of those people who's very empathetic. And when people bring conversations or things like that, I tend to put myself in those situations and it just really, really stresses me out. So I try to keep them at a minimum. Now my favorite of all is just completing the stress cycle. Because like I said, you still need to get those stress hormones back to normal levels. So what I do every day is I intentionally complete that cycle. Either while I'm feeling stressed or before I go to bed. Deep focus breathing is my favorite because I can do it at any time. So while I'm feeling stressed or I can start to feel my body and the energy start to vibrate, I just... Focus on my breathing, bring myself back to center, and move on. It works every single time. I also like to vent. And this really helps during that 5 o'clock or between 5 and 7 dinner time craziness. So my kids usually around that time, they're just being kids. And if you have kids, you'll probably experience this as well. So we get home from work. Everyone's trying to do what they can to get dinner ready and just get ready for the evening. Sometimes they get on each other's nerves. So I'll typically just do like a silly dance or we'll put on some music. And if someone's really, really acting out, I might pull them out and we just start dancing crazily. And of course, they love it. We all laugh hysterically. Everyone's happy. Life moves on. Of course, it's a win-win because now the kids are involved. Then finally, the hug is something I'm still working on. But again, like I said, I have a daughter who really enjoys when we do this. So I try to do that and I'm learning as well. So there you have it. Five ways that I manage stress without losing my mind. I'm telling you, this works. If I can go from a high, strong, IBS, crazy, yelling, worn out mom to the person that I am today, I know that you can too. It's not going to take one day. It's going to take daily practice with intention. So I really just want you to know that you're not in this alone. I'm always rooting for you. Just start with the one thing that you can do and see how that works. Now, next week, we're going to be talking about stress eating, and I cannot wait to share that with you. But in the meantime, send me a DM and let me know which of the ways that I shared today resonates the most with you. As always, don't forget to download this episode and share it with a friend. And remember... You are worthy of the effort that it takes to manage your stress. I mean it. Doesn't have to be a big deal. Just something simple that can help you just make your life a little bit simpler. So that's it, my friend. I hope you have an awesome week ahead. And until next time, keep thriving. Hey. 
Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, you've got to check out my free food freedom guide because it gives you practical steps you can take to let go of dieting, stop obsessing about food, and eat in a way that you enjoy. Get your food freedom guide at oliveandbliss.ca slash foodfreedom. And if you'd like to learn more about me and how I can support you to make peace with food and your body, then head on over to oliveandbliss.ca. I'm always rooting for you, my friend. Until next time, keep thriving.